Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. We are back for week three of Streaming in Place, and today we are talking about Lucifer, season one, episode 11, Saint Lucifer. And we already, I, I always enjoy when we like, you talk about either myself or Latoya, a friend of the show, Latoya Ferguson, ask, you know, Allison and Noel what they want you know, they're hoping it will happen. And then like literally the next episode, it happens. So we got, we got more singing <laughs> in this episode and we got, uh, another, another healthy dose of Malcolm Palmetto and, and all of that. And we also got, um, some teases for things yet, yet to come. Um, so I, I was, I was very much, I'm not as hot on this episode compared to the recent ones we've had. I thought, I think it's fine with like three, interesting things happening in it. Um, so I'm curious what you guys thought, but I wanted to start with uh, the musical review. So Allison, how was this musical selection? Well, you know, on the nose, but in an appropriately cheesy way, the big revelation for this for me is I was like, this feels so familiar. Why does this feel familiar? Who does this remind me of? And that is when I realized that Lucifer is Jenna from 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer is always um, camera ready. <laughs> yeah, always camera ready. Like Lu and you can imagine Lucifer just casually mentioning Mickey Rourke. Yes. Like you can my boat in Florida and like all of all of the stuff that doesn't have to do with being um growing up without money. Uh all of it like you can just picture Lucifer on a yacht on Tracy Jordan's yacht I'm like oh I couldn't and someone says no you should sing and just bursting into like all of I just now I just want to take episodes of 30 Rock and replace Jenna with Lucifer and also take episodes of Lucifer and replace Lucifer with Jenna mm. and see what happens and I think they'll mostly hold up <laughs> I want you to um, please do anyways. this <laughs> I don't. The, oh, yeah, I, I think that sounds amazing. What I am less certain of is what the Jenna and Maze dynamic would be, and what the Jenna and Amenadiel dynamic would be. But I am fascinated to find out. So I will be pondering that. Yeah. Well, that is that is an interesting wrinkle because obviously Jenna would want to sleep with both of them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. Which then is complicated. Although I guess if Amenadiel was her brother, then it would be very ragey competitive, <laughs> like it is sort of with her mom, um, and also with children, um, right? Like all children. Like, can you picture Lucifer as a judge on America's Kids Got Singing? Oh, <laughs> just be the best. It's a. It's. I just feel like this is the gift that just keeps giving. I, I just, as I was watching it, I was like, what does this remind me of? Oh, it reminds me of Liz Lemon getting her Woman of the Year award and Jenna showing up and having a, a whole plan for upstaging her and doing her surprise wedding there. And oh, then it sort of connects to everything else and her own birthday party. Anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like, and I feel like Jenna today would probably be more openly by curious if nothing else mm -hmm. um like if 30 rock were on the air today jenna would definitely be trying to sleep with women to get attention um so then you can even fold in the britneys and then that works i'm sorry the brit and i and then that works um 
so yeah but the music i mean he has a, a perfectly nice singing voice and i feel like they need to lean into the very cheesy choices as long as they stay very far away from leonard cohen's hallelujah <laughs> i don't think they have done hallelujah i I, I don't think they have. They're saving it for the series finale. I, I just feel it. I will even accept, I will accept, um, I will accept uh, the inclusion of Heaven is a Place on Earth, despite the fact that no one should use Heaven is a Place on Earth post San Junipero, mm -hmm. just because if he's singing it, then it's different. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but obviously, I guess it would have to be Emin and Deal singing. Although he could sing it ironically. I guess maybe I want more ironic choices. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll see. Anyway, I was fine. I was fine with the music. <laughs> no, what, what did, did you all think? Yeah, what did you think, uh, I was fine with it. Mostly, I turned to my partner and immediately went, oh, we have time for this, but we don't have time for Coleman Domingo to sing in his episode. Okay, I, I, I understand what's happening right now. Um... <laughs> No, it was fine. I think that the, this idea of sort of like a grandstanding hammy sort of thing of just give me a microphone and I'll perform that um, high energy theater kid sort of vibe, I think is the one that they should lean into um, mm -hmm. whenever they give Lucifer that kind of a space. Because uh, I think that works best for both the character, but also for Ellis's overall energy when he's performing. I think it just I think it fits everything since he's always performing anyway, sort of, kind of. He's a glee kid. Yes, Scotty. He's very much a glee kid. I think that is correct. <laughs> it, it fits in very nicely with the um, acting out for attention kind of vibe, you know, and, and that's the spin that they, they don't get in, into it a lot, but it feels like there's a bit of that kind of a spin on the fall and the rebellious son and like, you know, wanting attention from dad and all of that. So like, I think that, vibes very well and like i wouldn't before this show have thought you know when you think of depictions of lucifer and of satan uh glee kid yeah but scotty's right <laughs> it, it works surprisingly well uh what did y'all think of the case of the week here and let, let's stay with the first part of the episode and we'll get to all like the end of it separately but what did y'all think of like the the, the the charity and the ball and like Lucifer's, you know, attempts to like, oh, I got a high from not sleeping with a drunk woman. <laughs> let's let's channel that into this case. How, how did that part of it work for you guys? I sort of appreciated the misdirect of seeing Michael Welch, who plays Kyle, and going, oh, Kyle did it because <laughs> I recognize Michael Welch from the Twilight movies. <laughs> and... Just went, oh, it's you, you sweet summer child. And then it was like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, well, then it's 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 the wife. And I I was generally sort of pleased with that. I do think it's sort of like the weakest kind of a case overall. <gasps> Hello, kitty. Listeners, there's a kitty. Brother. Nancy Drew is stopped Hello, by mama. everyone. And that's Allison's beautiful cat. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> This is my she's voice very pretty. when I see a cat, by the way. It just goes she, up like three she's octaves. She's very pretty, but she's kind of an asshole. But ah, she's particular. That's a cat. That's a cat. She's a cat. So I think that worked. I liked the idea of like the altruism being played into like charitable organization and a murder there. Um, I think, again, like the show's getting a little better at finding ways to make whatever 
thing Lucifer wants to explore about humanity this week feed into the case of the week. So this, I think, worked okay, even if the mystery in and of itself isn't particularly compelling. I think the paralleling that they do and the ways in which Lucifer goes, oh, yeah, I like doing good things. It makes you feel good, which scientifically we've found that it actually does make you feel better when you do good things. Um, So I like that and how all of that plays out. But I also like Dr. Linda being like, yes, however, you need to do these for the right reasons as well. So it becomes a very good place, bad place sort of situation of if your motivations aren't pure, you're not really doing good. (laughs) Um, So that also, plus our whole explanation of what is happening in hell uh, that we get this week as well, which is something else to dig into. Um, So yeah, I thought it was fine. It just, it didn't grab me, but I, it was probably the first time I was very okay with not being grabbed by the procedural it only took 11 episodes but i finally got there (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure latoya is very happy listening at home uh that 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 is even an option like that the show can that that there is a version of the show that you can still connect to noel even if the case of the week is not your your bag so that that's good news um no no spoilers but that's good (laughs) so the uh let's talk then about what we get with uh with with Chloe and with Lucifer because I thought the way they handled the arc over the of that over the course of the episode um and just leading Lucifer just gently by the hand to no you don't feel good because you did something good and nice you feel good because you care about Chloe and you helped her in a moment when she needed help and she needed to process this these stuff about her her mom and Dan. So you don't feel good because you didn't have sex. You feel good because she needed you and you were able to help in a way other than she was asking for. And then at the end, of course, he feels it again when she says, thanks for having my back. I thought that that was just, you know, I thought it was handled pretty well. <laughs> like it was a good through line. And for once, he didn't need Dr. Linda to take him by the hand. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I'm i with Nolan that I found this case of the week um, to be pretty dull uh, to the point where I forgot that I had watched this episode and started watching the next one until mm-hmm. I got to the previously on when it showed him cutting his hand. I was like, wait, we haven't talked about that moment. Oh God, yeah, I watched a whole episode that I basically forgot about. <laughs> uh, um, however... I think um, the the dynamic between Chloe and Lucifer is interesting enough and uh, his reaction to it, his sort of, I'm a good person. And I want to point out that this is also a story that would work really well if you inserted Jenna, um, <laughs> like really, really well, if you inserted Jenna, like, oh, do you want the shirt off my back? Absolutely. Um, See, and I'm going to a crazy Jenna. X place with this. I'm oh, like- both. It's both. But crazy, the crazy X is more defensive. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. My nickname is Mother Teresa Luther King. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that that dynamic is getting more and more interesting. And um, I, the last moment in particular was pretty thrilling. And I think Ellis really nailed that. Um, just like really communicated the sort of uh, mild terror you get when you realize that you've become vulnerable to someone um and that can also be kind of a rush and it can be thrilling and obviously gratifying and incredibly rewarding and uh, you know thank god that we have people like that in our lives um especially right now 
but it can also be pretty scary when you realize that somebody has the power to hurt you. And in this case, that's literal. Um, you know, it's like, it's not a subtle metaphor, uh, which is fine. Like I'm, I'm good with that. I think Lucifer can be, uh, intellectually compelling and not subtle at the same time. And I'm all about that. Mm. The one part of this episode with, with either of them that did not work for me, uh, was the, uh, thing where the show is trying to make her Lucifer, right? When the, the attorney is like oh are you so you're gonna try to seduce me now i was like where did he get that from because i'm not getting this at all from you know and then she goes into the the i do know what you desire it's like oh this is supposed to be her doing the lucifer shtick but like the way that they set up and started that scene uh with just her like looking all glammed up and fabulous and then she like is supposed to i guess be doing like lucifer desire face or something and I didn't well, get that Well, she's wearing red and black, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you're going to try to seduce me. He's like, why do you think she's here to seduce you? Because she looks fabulous yeah. at a gala. That doesn't make any sense. But then I thought the scene after that was good. Yeah, I think they were either missing a scene mm-hmm. where she's like, well, I got to get something out of them. And Lucifer is basically useless to me right now. What can I do? I guess I'll just try being him and see if it works. And then, of course honesty is actually what works and etc um but uh, i do think that the idea is interesting and it it would have been easier to digest if she had just been like what no that's incredibly sexist why do you think yeah why do you think me showing up and saying nothing means that <laughs> i'm here to seduce you like what maybe that sounds like a personal problem you should probably get that looked at um that's pretty weird it's a yeah. strange scene yeah. Uh, Marcus wants to know, uh, law question, could the lawyer be disbarred for turning on his client? Uh, I think that is something that I would have to reach out to my lawyer friends to, to get an answer to. But I will say that I think the client is not the wife, but the foundation. Yeah, the foundation, which gets it into like kind of an area in which he's probably okay, legally speaking, but I honestly don't know. Um, well, and yeah. he's on the board of the organization, right? So I mm-hmm. think he would or actually legally be like in that. trouble. Yeah. He would legally be in trouble if he didn't reveal um, financial crimes that he discovered. Yeah. Uh, like he has a fiduciary responsibility and is obligated legally to um, disclose stuff like that would be my guess. But I have no idea. And I just said things like fiduciary because it sounded right. <laughs> And because, like, my, we should have just done the good wife instead of Lucifer's, what I'm actually hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, yeah. I do love the good wife. Yeah, the good wife is fabulous. Um, okay, let's talk about <laughs> Maze and Amenadiel. So, uh, who saw that coming, and what do y'all think? I was so confused by that foggy car that it took me so long until, like, the wings showed up to go, oh, that's what this is. Okay. I was just like... What is happening right the now? The Titanic moment. <laughs> right. And I was just very so, funny. It's very funny, but I was so confused for like a solid couple of minutes. Not like, because that scene's only a couple of minutes, if that. But I was so confused because it sort of fed, it feeds into this, what you were saying, Allison, that I did feel like this episode overall was like missing scenes every now and then. And this was one of those instances where I just went, wait, 
what is what is Michael what is Malcolm Palmetto doing in this car? Because that's what I thought was happening was that Malcolm was doing something in the car. Uh, but then you get the wings and the thing, and I just went, oh, that's what's happening, and that's what happened. And that then then I had a very good laugh, and my partner was very amused by my confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya also, yeah, was saying in the chat that that was confusing for her, and it was cut oddly. It was a little strange it's just in there yeah yeah marcus says even having watched it before it took me a second to remember yeah and the um i think that the the actors played the scene in the restaurant well and yes. i like there are these little even in the parts of the episode that i'm less in- interested in um there are these little lines and things that i find absolutely delightful and charming like the lucifer's line about the wife um this is a woman who's denied herself carbs since the 90s uh, i was like yeah that's good that's a good line uh and the thing about the goat um i think it was just like such a fun way like shortcut to get some bonding between the two of them that yeah. felt genuine and really was like was 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 good i i liked I liked how they built that up, even if we were missing a scene. Um, yeah. Uh, any other amenadiel or maze thoughts? I thought the end with Lucifer, that scene was was handled pretty well. Yeah, I, I sort of wish that maybe they had found a way to drag that out a little bit more. Um, yes. Like, I wish that she had to work a little bit harder to make this happen. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, I think that the scene was pretty well handled and... Um, the buildup such as it is was pretty well handled uh, and it's an interesting jumping off point that maybe means we'll get to see the office um, <laughs> would love that i would love that uh and that the wing sight gag is so good it was so good like that titanic moment was just great <laughs> one thing that i was um and i'll acknowledge that my partner sort of teasing me uh through this is like yeah no he's really enjoying that wine that won't be significant later at all in terms of like amenadiel's sort of like descent into earthly pleasures and all that that entails which yes no obviously it's going to be important later on but it was still a nice moment of my partner just like poking at me going yeah see the wine the wine um he he's investigating the bouquet and all this sort of stuff. Um, so, but I think that there's something really interesting there about just how quickly Earth is working on him. And I'm really fascinated by that from just a character development sort of standpoint of like, yeah, medium rare steak, some wine, followed by some sex in a car, just all the things that people love about the United States and the world in general. <laughs> I mean, once you've like taken off your your you know tarnished your halo a little bit by like let's hire someone or like let's right, right pressure someone slope. into killing my brother i feel like the stake is just like might as well right um okay so that is that everything in the show except malcolm palmetto and the ending right that is yes well aside from the fact that there's no trixie there's no trixie there's no dr linda episode Right? It's always a worse episode without them. Um, well, let's... Linda's in it for like, a, she's got that one scene. Okay, she's got a, a scene. A scene so yeah. memorable I have forgotten it. What? Anything <laughs> useful in that scene? Oh yeah, Lurker wants to know how is Amenadiel paying for that dinner? I, I I'm just assuming he's just angeling, angeling or just timing out of there. Angeling? Just, yeah. Like the check comes, great. Freeze time, leave. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that's a good lurkers. Like, how is he paying for anything? Uh, yeah, we don't know what the lease is with the office because usually you think you need first and last month's rent and security deposit for any kind of office situation. But who knows? <laughs> Marcus is the same way Lucifer is rich despite losing money every year. Well, Lux loses money. We don't know if Lucifer loses money. Yeah, we don't know what his investment portfolio is like, but I'd be willing to bet that it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's done a shake lot of weight. favors. He was an early investor in the <laughs> shake weight. Well, I don't think it's a stretch to say that in some of his various favors would be like, okay, you're going to give me the deed to Lux for, you know, and let me live here rent free for X number of years. Tanya wants to know how did Lucifer get his money? I feel like once you're the devil, you've got your ways. Like he's very good at finding out what people want and helping them achieve it and that that's a good way to make yourself some friends and go from there um so so we have good stuff i thought here with uh malcolm palmetto with dan dan the douche uh what did y'all think of of what we got with this and like of course the breakout and the shooting and the pentecostal coin and and all of that so I think for me, like the big standout, apart from like the theological stuff that we get revealed about how hell functions, uh, which I think I, I, I find actually pretty interesting, um, is just the way in which it finally feels like we have a beat on why they grabbed Kevin Alejandro for this, because this whole scene in which he's there to rescue Lucifer and then Lucifer just springs up from the wounds that... Um, uh, the uh, that Vanessa Dunlear uh, inflicted upon him, I think is just really delightful. He just seems so befuddled and confused, but also like, oh, my services weren't needed, but I came here anyway. Um, but he's just really, he's just really, you can tell he's been through the ringer, that Dan's been through the ringer, but also just, he really did want to prevent this from happening. And I think that, that the way in which that balance is played from that kind of earnestness to that sort of, oh, this is just another day for Lucifer and that he got shot three to five times and they just sprang right back um, to the point where he's just like, oh, have a drink or two even. And I'm going to go downstairs and like reveal the murderer. Um, enjoy yourself. And it's just, That whole scene, I think, is worth it's not worth the entirety of Palmetto, but it's pretty good. And it's pretty, it's pretty enjoyable. So I enjoyed that a lot. Um, that was sort of my big takeaway. Um, as for the coin, I feel like the coin's just another sort of thing of the wings of like, ah, no outs now, none, zero, nada. Except for the fact that you can just totally get the coin back from him before the season's over. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's how I kind of felt about it. I think it's fine. Um, Allison, oh, do I have a puppy? I do have a puppy in the background. Yes. Those Listeners at home, here. Scotty has remarked in the chat that, that Grayson has entered the frame and is coming over. So that's how I felt about it. Allison, how did you feel about it? Um, it, was a, it was a lot less interesting to me than watching your dog stretch his back legs on what appears to be a yoga mat. Like it's, just a, it's yoga. just a cheap rug, but that's what he but does. But it yeah. looks like a yoga mat. No, it's, it's a doggy yoga mat now. That's yeah. what it is now. <laughs> And then he yawned. Oh, good. Um, it was. It's, this is good television. Um, <laughs> well, let me move the webcam so you don't have to stare at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Palmetto. 
uh, I'll say this. I think um, that the scene where Lucifer shoots up from his three bullets is interesting. And um, I'm curious to see how their dynamic shifts, which I think could be cool. Uh, I was less bored by the Malcolm Palmetto stuff than I have been previously, but I still, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's just kind of too little, too late. Um, also, for somebody who just has no soul and also a get out of hell free card coin, um, as I was watching, I was like, well, no, just, you're just gonna shoot him anyway. Like you're gonna take the coin and then you're gonna shoot him anyway, right? That's what's gonna yeah. happen. You're gonna get the coin and then you're gonna shoot him anyway. And and I guess I I don't understand that, why he didn't do that. Because I would be very fearful of an angel's wrath. Well, um, as Tanya points out, he is dense, but also Lucifer does explain <laughs> that Amenadiel technically can't harm Malcolm in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's against the rules, which obviously is not caring about the rules too much right now, but it is against the rules. So the degree to which that line is fuzzy, as per Lucifer's knowledge, I think is something that matters in that scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, bye, Grace. Oh, my God. Hail. Um yeah, I, I'm the thing I'm most interested to see is how the dynamic between Lucifer and Dan shifts and what it is that he thinks he saw and how that adjusts the dynamic with both of them with Chloe. Mm -hmm. um, that's the that's the piece from it that um, to echo Noel that I think almost makes all the rest of this stuff worth it. And I'll be curious to see how that develops. Um, but I also, I just, I hope that's a wrap on Malcolm Palmetto PD. I'm guessing it's not, <laughs> but it sure would be nice if that's like, if that, if that was it. Um, what I enjoyed as I was, as I was watching it, um, and he's like rushing through the club. Where's Lucifer? I gotta find him. I was like, you are just making it so easy to frame you right now. Yeah, he was really upset. He was look, he was shouting and screaming that he had to find Lucifer. I don't know. He looked all like like he was a total mess and he didn't look like he was in his right mind. And like, yeah. The, yeah. But the fact, I mean, it speaks well of Dan that the his first thing is not like call Chloe. Those the things. His first thing is no, I number one thing I need to do is get to and protect or warn Lucifer and then I'll deal with everything else later. Um, so that, that is a, it shows him very well. Um, while I think fitting with what we've seen and, and like this notion that the, everything with Palmetto and with, uh, with Malcolm has kind of pushed him to a decision point in who he wants to be and who, who he is and what his priorities are. Um, and I think that's, that's been an interesting, if, uh, not particularly like more subtextual part of it, but I wouldn't want more time on it. So I, I think that they've done that pretty well. Uh, it, like you were saying though, that like the delivery from Ellis of just like, have a drink. And then just like, kind of like scan up and down too. <laughs> you're, you're going to need more than one drink based on all of this um, is, is pretty fun. Uh, as for where Dan, like what Dan sees or what Dan thinks, I think we don't really know yet, but 
I won't because so the woman shoots him and then leaves and then he comes up on the same elevator, right? Yes. Maybe? I think there's only one. Yes. Out. There's yeah. only one. There's only one way in, I think. And that's the elevator. Is that correct? So then like the wife shot Lucifer and he, you know, and then leaves and goes to go downstairs. And then so like he unless he crossed her getting out of the elevator, he wouldn't have seen her or like because he obviously he thought Malcolm had been there. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't really I hadn't thought of that. I don't know what because I just like he sees him do like a cane and like pop up. Um, that's a ref, ref, <laughs> wrestling reference for those who don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know beyond <laughs> that. Um, yeah, <laughs> lurker, but also I'm feeling generous, but no more than two. That would be absurd. Yeah, <laughs> of course. This is top shelf stuff at no. Luz, 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 Lucifer's penthouse. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's good stuff, I think, in this. I like the performance from Rankin. I think it's just like it's so big, but I think it's appropriate to the character's like state and, and where sort of he's at. And also, as has been pointed out by Tanya, he's very dumb um and so that kind of helps too and like i don't know i think i think it's balanced pretty well but yes i am looking forward to a maximum of two more episodes of palmetto because there's two more episodes in the season <laughs> so <laughs> do we have any final thoughts in the episode and if anybody who's hanging out in the zoom wants to chime in or has any questions or things they want us to talk about please leave a comment um final thoughts on where we're at so far uh noel i'll throw to you um, I think Allison really summed it up best about the vulnerability stuff in terms of the idea of the last, the last sequence. Oh yeah, we didn't which, talk about that. Were, no, did, was that a surprise um, to you guys? Or was that like feel appropriate? How did it work? I figured, I figured it out like basically the same moment Lucifer did in terms of oh, it's Chloe that makes him vulnerable. Okay, and then I just, then I was just like, well, now you have to go test that in some way, shape, or form. Um, because it was it was the only constant. Oh, she's his constant. Oh no. Um, I think that that is. Um, so no, I figured it out like as soon as he did, and just went, all right, yeah, go test. And so I really like that scene, but for the reasons that Allison already enumerated, and that that thrill of realizing you're vulnerable is both like really exciting, but also really horrifying. And this is true both physically and emotionally for Lucifer. And I think that's a really interesting beat to play, especially within the confines of that scene in which, and through that, this entire episode in which that uh, Chloe has voiced a preference for standard, regular, non-saint Lucifer, just regular Lucifer. And I think that that's really interesting to have that context in addition to in informing, sorry, informing the that scene overall. So I really, really liked it. Um, I'm just curious about what Lucifer will do more. And I'll go ahead and read Lurker's comment here. I like it better than if it had been general vulnerability because it adds more options for future stories, which is really, really accurate. Uh, where Lucifer can use his invulnerability sometimes and worry about mortality when he's with Chloe. And I think that's a really good point in that it provides a lot of different sorts of layers for the show to play um, and the risks that he can take, depending on how things turn out. Um, do you have anything else to add, Allison? Oh, um, not really. I agree with Lurker that I feel like it sets up a lot of potentially interesting doors to walk through um 
for example, if you realize that you were immortal except for when you were around one specific person, like mm-hmm. how would that inform your life choices? Um, uh, Scotty says, I also like that it gives Chloe more power. I thought she was going to be supernatural at the beginning of the series. I think that's really interesting. I think a, adjusting the power dynamic even further because she obviously already has some power in terms of her um, fascination, like as a subject of fascination for him and not understanding why that dynamic is so different. Like that already makes the power balance a little bit more interesting than it might've been otherwise. Um, But it certainly adjusts it further. She goes on like he can't magic her and she can hurt him. So I thought she was going to be a magical being of some kind. When I thought he was mortal to everyone, I was so disappointed. Huh? Yeah. um, I, I think that that is a really interesting point. I like, I like the wrinkle. I hadn't been thinking about it in terms of the sort of show mystery. And Kate, you already alluded earlier in one of our episodes to the fact that it takes quite a while for us to figure out what the deal is there, which I'm all about. I love a I love a long mystery. <laughs> the um yeah, that that power dynamic I think is good. Like it I wonder I was wondering if you guys like when they like when they all clicked in were like started th- thinking back to other instances of him getting shot in the in the c- series and be like oh yeah so when they were negotiating with the kidnappers and he got shot she had she was outside and then later in the same episode she shoots him and it and it hurts him but that's because she shoots him and she had to wait for SWAT to get there to break down the door so that she could get in like the timing and how they work all of that it, I think it lines up um there's a there's a couple of little like little questionable things but for the most part I think it, it does all line up with um it having to do with with chloe but um yeah I, that i mean it's it works well i think and the answer that they give eventually there is one um and they i don't know if they had it figured out at this point but um when the, in, for the writers but there is eventually an, an a, uh, answer which works for me at least and there, of course there's also that early line like episode one episode two like, did my father send you right which you know this adds some more context to that too marcus is lucifer's hancock if anyone's seen that movie um so yeah um let me see any any final thoughts um yeah that last scene really does work very well i think and it'll be interesting to see what you guys think of what comes next but let's leave it there and uh guys we'll be back for tomorrow with our penultimate episode of season one and that is hashtag team lucifer uh oh yes this one (laughs) ah yes okay so this this has some there's some good psych eggs in this one i think you guys will enjoy it but I will find out tomorrow. So thank you, Allison and Noel. And thank you to everybody who was hanging out today. So we had the gang's all here because we've got Marcus and Lurker and Tanya, but we also have Scotty and Keenan. And it's just, it's been super fun. So thank you guys. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.